0: A few minutes ago, the United States ambassadors to every country in the world told the leaders of those nations what I'm about to tell you. Shh. Last summer, two comets were discovered that are on a collision course with Earth. Oh, my god. The smaller comet will hit first. We now have the details. Creating a tidal wave over 3,000 feet high. The larger comet is the size of New York City, 500 billion tons. If it can't be stopped, all life on Earth will perish. So for the past eight months, the United States and Russia have been building the largest spaceship ever constructed, the Messiah. This is the crew that will stop the comets. We all hope for the best, but we've prepared for the worst. To ensure our way of life goes on, a network of immense caves has been constructed. We're going to hold a national lottery. We can put a million people in them for two years. It is our new Noah's Ark. Good luck to us all. We have to go. We have one helicopter to pull seven people. The big one's coming up fast. You're going to die if you stay here. We need the arming code for the last four nukes. Come on. Come on. Lost picture. Messiah, this is Houston. Come on, Messiah. How's my time. It's taking too long. We got jams up at feet. are losing one. Maria! Time. Get the hell unknown a strange
1: journey through the depths of netflix it's anthony lewis along with glenn Beauvais how are you doing sir i'm doing good how are you doing i'm doing good uh i'm glad your internet line thingy problem was taken care of uh a plus uh, you, actually you, you were telling me you you think that it was maybe construction or something that hit an underground line The same- yeah they're do- they're redoing
2: the drainage on the side of the road and they probably just dug too deep and hit the cable line
1: the same thing happened to us uh, a couple of years ago. There's some farmland next to us, and uh, uh, a guy—I don't know—I don't know what the dude was doing to his field, but he accidentally hit uh, not just uh, an underground internet line, but a a power line, and we lost power to like four or five blocks all surrounding uh, our area because a dude wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. So. I'm glad the technical things are fixed and we can talk about the the second parts unknown film selected for us by the all, Flick, all. I keep wanting to say Allflex the allflex.net Netflix randomizer uh, the 1998 sci-fi disaster film Deep Impact uh, it's starring, uh, on, on the top build. It's, uh, Robert De Taya Leone, and Elijah Wood, but there's a bunch of other people in this. Morgan Freeman, Vanessa Redgrave, Lily Sobieski, uh, released May 8th. So this is actually quite timely, sir. It, it came out near to this day, uh, many, many moons ago. Uh, it was $80 million budgeted. It made domestically $350 million, this is back in the day, though, Glenn, where if a movie did this well, uh, they didn't feel the need, to, I guess, to sequelize it or turn it into a franchise. Holy
2: cow, really? I didn't know it made that
1: that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was also kind of tailing off of the success of Armageddon as well, right? People loved their space rock movies, and these kind of came out, like, right near each other. I think this of.
2: came out before
1: Armageddon. Did it come out before Armageddon? I think Armageddon's 99. Really? Mm-hmm. hmm I, I don't care. I don't like that movie, so. It has one okay moment. Is it uh is it Ben Affleck crying at Bruce Willis? Yeah, I actually really like that part. He he didn't want to leave Harry.
2: Goddamn Harry, you stubborn son of a bitch. Goddamn. I like that
1: scene cuz of Will Patton. That's why. Uh sp- <laughs> what what God, what was the disease invented in that film? Space craziness or something? Space. Oh, that music? got the Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, he's got
2: Who's like a, a super
1: see, genius. He's got space lunacy or something. I can't yeah. remember what it, what it was. A thing that doesn't exist. Uh, all right, let's talk about the story of this film. Uh, <laughs> we have a teenage a teenage astronomer uh, that Elijah Wood plays named Leo Biederman, and he discovers an unusual object in the sky. Uh, this is during. Uh, this is not like it. This is like I think it's like a class.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like an astronomer's club. Yeah, like an
1: astronomer's club. He alerts his teacher, uh, and his teacher alerts Dr. Marcus Wolfe, uh, who realizes that the object is a comet. And after doing some uh, rudimentary uh, computering on some very old computers, uh, he determines that these comets, uh, this comet is on a collision course with Earth. And, uh, Wolf freaks out and he's like, shit, gotta get this to the right people. And then, as luck would have it, Glenn, dies in a fiery car accident. (laughs) Yeah, it (laughs) does. One year later, uh, we meet Tay Leone's character, Jenny Lerner, who plays a liberal hippie communist working for MSNBC. Or was this before MSNBC was full of liberal hippie communists, Glenn? I'm not sure. Uh, I wasn't watching MSNBC back in the late 90s. Um... (laughs) for forgive me uh she investigates the sudden uh, she's uh investigating the sudden resignation of the secretary of the treasury and his connection to a someone named ellie supposedly a mistress after interviewing the secretary of the treasury she is intercepted by the fbi and brought before the president of the united states as played by mr morgan freeman Uh, Lerner realizes uh, through uh, some quick computerizing that Ellie is not a girl's name. It's E-L-E, and it's an acronym for Extinction Level Event. You see, the government knows about this comet, and uh, they're formulating some ways to try to do something about it, but they don't want to yet freak out the public by crying, there's a comet, and it's coming towards us, and we're all going to die. So they're keeping everything under wrap. Uh, under wraps, and the Secretary of the Treasury resigned because he wanted to go be with his family in case shit went down. Uh, so the President ends up making an announcement earlier than planned uh, because they think that uh, Jenny Lerner knows more than she actually knows. So uh, they, uh, they also name the comet Wolf Biederman, and they believe that uh, little Elijah Wood is actually a, a full fledged grown up astronomer. Uh, it's not until later that they find out that he's not. Uh, and uh, this is where we split off onto the like the third branch of this movie uh, because they talk about how they are sending uh, a ship called the Messiah into orbit to transport a team uh, led by uh, a ragtag group of crazy astronauts led by Robert Duvall, who is an old-timey astronaut who's being uh, dragged out of mothballs because he's the only astronaut guy who can land the ship on this comet thing, presumably. I guess that's why he's doing it. Uh, He also has a ridiculous first name, which is Spurgeon. I'm going to do some Googling to find out if that's actually a name that people use. Uh, Because I don't think it fucking is, but... I think they just put it in there because they wanted to make the goddamn fish joke that they made a bunch of times. Because his nickname, Glenn, is Fish. Because it sounds like sturgeon. Anyway, uh, they... uh, So... They go to try to, uh, to stop this comet. Uh, things go wrong. Parts of the comet kind of explodes. Uh, but basically they're left with still a pretty damn big comet and a less big but still way too big to be uh, anywhere near safe comet. So now you have two actual comets, Wolf and Biederman. And uh, basically at this point they're like, Well, everybody's fucked. And most people are going to die, but good news, uh, we have had a long time to prepare for this, and we've got some places set up where, you know, uh, the smart people and the hot people, and then a you know, few people through a lottery process or whatever. We're Not old to, people. Yeah, no old people, uh, are, and everybody, uh, the people who win this lottery combined with all of the people who've already won the lottery of being rich and famous, uh, <laughs> uh, are going to get to go and uh, try to live out this thing. Uh, the, small, the small comet is going to do a lot of damage, but uh, the big one is going to destroy most everything. Uh, so as, uh, as things are kind of coming uh, to a head, the, the guys on the spacecraft are like, look, uh, we still got our nukes uh, that we we're going to use to try to blow this thing up and uh, we're not going to be able to do anything about the small one, but we could probably go destroy the big one, but uh, it's going to be like a one-way trip. There's no way we're going to, to, to be able to to set it off. We're just going to have to blow up the ship inside the, the comet. And uh, they have a scene where they say goodbye to all of their family and stuff, and they blow it up. Unfortunately, the smaller one, which is still quite big makes contact with earth it creates like a mega tsunami it wipes out most of the eastern seaboard of the united states and probably most of you know of uh europe and uh and stuff like that uh but the survivors survive to kind of make uh to kind of make a a second chance at society you know most of the country is actually still there so they just really have to fix like the east coast uh, which really isn't all that bad, all things considered. But the final shot of the film is uh, a, a, the, of the United States Capitol building being reconstructed. Uh, so there you go, Glenn. This uh, this crazy sci-fi disaster film, you've never seen it before. What did you think? I liked it. it was pretty solid. I mean, a, it was long. Holy crap. I mean, infinitely better than Armageddon, though. At least that's what I'm going with. I'm going with infinitely better. I liked it way more. <laughs> and our, Armageddon might be more popcorny, fun, uh, full of comedy and goofball moments, but I like this movie better.
2: Yeah, no, it, um, and they killed—they
1: killed people in this movie. Yeah,
2: I could. I mean, you told me that Tay Leone was going to die. Spoiler. Uh, I still couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's really how they're going to do it." And then you told me Elijah Wood makes it, but I'm like, oh, I guess he, he might actually bite the bullet, too. Because you weren't sure if Morgan Freeman made it, which he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they had a lot of realistic moments. Uh, I, the only thing that was odd... I felt like the mother was only there to get her to be with her dad. Like, you could have just had her mother be dead. And just felt like her father never loved her, and still I felt like you still would have got the same outcome without having to waste fifteen minutes of my time on on, her, on
1: Jenny's mom. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, she's there to be like, "Ah, yeah, he's a piece of shit, marry any younger person," and I'm going like, to "Kill yeah, myself."
1: You're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jenny's like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right. He is a dick." Uh, <laughs> but you're right. That is kind of that is kind of it. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a big sappy guy, so I really like uh I really like the, the moment at the end. I would not have the to-
2: like, I like the moment with her dad. I'm just saying yeah. you didn't need her mom to no, set up that true. moment. That's what I mean. Like you could have shaved 15 minutes by leaving that on the cutting room floor and you would have had it established because they have the scene where uh, they're around the round table and she's kind of talking about her dad. And then again, you have it, you know, whenever she's meeting the stepmom. Yeah. Like, you, you could have had her just be at work, like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet my dad. And, like, oh, I mean, the guy, oh, yeah, your dad, didn't he marry someone? It's like right around your age. Like, yeah, two years. Can't believe it. It's kind of gross, isn't it? Like, that, you could have just had those string of throwaway lines and it would have been just as impactful as Probably. having her mom there. I mean, I get that, uh, you know, they wanted so you could. Have Vanessa Redgrave in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: And so I mean, you can feel bad for tay Leone when her mom kills herself and you're like, God, what else could happen to this woman? She killed herself earlier, like, before
2: all of this happened. Uh, or she's going to go see her mom and her mom kills herself when she finds out. Like, they set the lottery up beforehand yes. and she's going to go see her mom and she kills herself. Or maybe, and then her,
1: she, or maybe her mom worked in the government and knew about this and couldn't yeah. say anything to her daughter and her dying is the thing. That's she made really her James
2: so Cromwell. Yes, I don't know how he got such a high billing for being in one five-minute scene. I know, right? <laughs> also, he has a
1: great the, American accent. He was the he was the Secretary of Treasury. Yeah, you know
2: these British actors that keep playing these American roles, they could learn from James Cromwell because the longest time besides seeing the movie Babe, I thought he was American.
1: Is Cromwell not American? Yeah,
2: he's British.
1: No way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, He's super British. I
1: had no idea. Yeah.
2: Because he does a really good American accent, a really good Southern accent, which, from what I've heard, is easy for them to do.
1: No, you are incorrect. I thought he was. According to Google, which may or may not actually be true, it says he was born on January twenty seventh, 1940, in Los Angeles.
2: Oh, then then it's the other way. He does a really good British accent Accent. American. Because he's in the King's Speech, and he does a British accent. Okay, I guess I had it flipped. Anyway, hey, you Americans, you could learn something from James Cromwell, and you could do a really good British accent. That's right. Jim and James Marsters together, they can teach a British accent accent class.
1: (laughs) You hear that, Dick Van Dyke? Yeah. He gets studied under James Cromwell. Uh...
2: Anyways, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going to rate it, uh, you know, I mean, three and a half, okay. you know, three and a quarter, you know, three seven five, like, it's a solid movie. It's not, I didn't, it didn't, like, have my heart going a lot, but, you know,
1: sure.
2: It did good on the sappy moments it needed to hit on, and, you know, I didn't really feel the length until I paused it to go to the bathroom, and I looked at the. And I was like, "Holy shit! I have an hour and twelve minutes left." <laughs> it is a uh, it is one hundred and twenty one minutes running time. And like Robert Duvall, it, he pulled a Will Smith. Like he didn't show up till like almost an hour into the movie, like in Independence no. Day. No. Uh, it was kind of that was that was one thing I was waiting for for the credits because I want to see who got top billing because I was like, well. Maybe it's Robert Duvall, but I, he'll probably get second, because I felt like Taylor Leone was, you know, kind of on the up-and-up then. But I, And then then maybe, I was more curious to see if he was going to be Top Billion or Morgan Freeman, and which one of them
1: got the you know, end. You know, maybe you didn't like it as much as you thought, because 121 minutes is only two hours and a minute or so. So, that's not, that's not overly long. Maybe it just dragged for you in spots. Well, I think...
2: I think it was. There's a really long setup. Again, like an in Independence Day. Like you know, like, the aliens don't really show up till 45 minutes into the movie, right? And so I guess we're kind of waiting for it to set up to them acknowledge the fact that it's going to be a giant comet. It's going to wipe out mankind. So they definitely spent a lot of time setting the stage for everything, which is fine. I, I, that's why I like Godzilla. Is they spend so much time setting everything up until you see them and you're like, "Fuck yes, it's Godzilla." Uh, <laughs> uh, some of the special effects held up. Some of them did not. Especially when they show the the crowd scenes with the with the water coming in, it's like holy shit! Is that a green screen? Uh, you know, it's that's nineties for it. Not that it was bad. It was just, man, we have come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the way we why we shoot those scenes you know even something like uh day after tomorrow i think does it a little bit better and that was you know like 2004 2005
1: uh okay so to clear up some to clear up some earlier questions uh when i google search spurgeon i am given the first person it's it's as a it's as a last name charles spurgeon who is a preacher who died in 1892 in France. Uh, the top the top article I found for the first name is uh, what is a Spurgeon and why did a Duggar just name a baby that? So apparently one of the Duggar kids uh, one of the 87 kids and counting, had a child of their own and named it Spurgeon. Apparently, Maybe they, they really like Deep Impact. Apparently <laughs> Uh, oh, according to them, they named it after influential Baptist preacher Charles Spurgeon. Uh, hmm. But okay. they're Catholic, aren't they? Uh, beats me. Uh, according to Urban Dictionary, Spurgeon is a rude man with oversized genitals. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. I mean, Robert Duvall was like,
2: yeah, fuck it, let's just drive this ship into the...
1: Uh, another definition is a beer guzzling, bacon frying, big dick swinging, badass motherfucker.
2: Again, uh, that would also describe Robert Duvall. Yeah, especially if you've seen Lonesome Dove.
1: Uh, the the sentence they use here is Chuck Norris is a Spurgeon. <laughs> <I'm> not wrong. <laughs> um. Anyway, my thoughts on the film. Uh, I've i I've, I've seen this film a bunch. Uh, I I saw it when it came out, uh, right alongside uh, um, Armageddon. I I saw trailers uh, for both, roughly around the same time, and it's like, I think I'd rather watch the Deep Impact one. I've seen Armageddon, but I am not a fan of this film. Uh, According to Wikipedia here, it was released during the same summer as Armageddon. So, yeah, Armageddon is listed as having come out on July 1st uh 1998 so deep impact did in fact come out before Armageddon only a few months before uh which is weird what a what a summer for big space rock movies because Armageddon did uh, bigger numbers I think 553 million it made to uh 350 million for for deep impact uh granted Armageddon's budget was bigger. Uh you know and it had what? Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis. I was like, gonna say, that I, was a very
2: star-studded cast.
1: I was going to say like you know what despite the the budget cuz it says $140 million budget but that movie Armageddon doesn't come off as m- that much more spectacular than Deep Impact which they did for 80 million. Crazy.
2: Probably because so much so much was spent on it to try and make marketing. it marketing well, not just that, but
1: the big stars the
2: weightlessness, like most of it's sure. in space there's
1: a lot of in spaceness that is true, whereas
2: that one is they're in space a little
1: bit, but yeah, it's yeah, you know right, I mean, probably their
2: budget was going from location to location
1: like twenty twenty minutes of the twenty minutes of the film is spent in space, probably, and of that, like they none of them are floating around, it's like they're gravitized or something, so yeah, uh. Yeah, I think their so. suits give them the the feel of gravity. I think that's a throwaway line in Armageddon. Uh, the I I gotta say the the big balls of uh, Jenny Lerner and her father to choose that way to go out. Like I get the uh, I get the. the
2: I mean, would the impact there. of the wave kill you?
1: Probably. I mean, it was a giant. I mean, oh yeah, well, yeah it, was, it was it was it was freaking huge. But I mean, it was enough to topple skyscrapers. I would imagine that the speed it was traveling and the height and the amount of water like i would imagine that's like uh you know basically like a speeding brick wall just running you over uh yeah i would be. suck if they drowned afterwards like if they survived it yeah oh my god i can't imagine they survived it so they're like
2: paralyzed and then drown
1: cuz you can like, like cuz you <laughs> that can see, would suck cuz you can see like the you can see like the shelf like just disappear yeah as the tsunami starts like coming towards them or whatever. it's it's massive so uh, that was my favorite part of the movie, by the way. I was just happy to see a, a rock actually hit Earth and something happens. Like, they yeah. always stop it at the last minute. And it's like, no, the, sometimes it's it's just not going to be perfect. Sometimes a rock is going to hit it, and it's going to create a mega tsunami. They had a female a director, action, didn't anyway. they? What's that? Isn't the director of it? Was Mimi, she? Mimi Letter, or leader, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming
1: that's a female. It is, yeah. Uh, What else is she? has she... She has not done a lot. She did. She's doing. She does a lot of TV. Um, she did Deep Impact. After Deep Impact, she did Sentimental Journey. She directed Pay It Forward, and she directed Thick As Thieves. Hmm. Um, but after 2009, she's focused all of her stuff on on uh, TV shows. And right now, she's an exec producer on the HBO show The Leftovers. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I heard but, the show's good. There you go. Uh, yeah, I've heard it's good too. I've and I'm will watch it someday on Amazon or HBO Go or whatever it is. Um, the uh, by the way, I like they've got big balls. But my favorite death in the movie, uh, not that the movie's about that sort of thing, but I just love that there's a dude who's in New York who's completely resigned to the fact that he's going to die and he's just going to go about his day because he's just sitting there reading the newspaper as the wave is coming in and he is just sitting there and it just whoosh and it comes in and just like rides him away and I love yep. that he was just sitting there and he's like I'm not going to let this fucking mega tsunami tell me what to do with my day I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i been sitting in this, at this park bench for the last 25 years reading this and newspaper. Doc Phillips was in the movie oh my gosh best <laughs> best thing ever yeah uh, there's there's a lot of good moments in it. It does it like there are definitely drag moments where it's yeah. they're doing family drama and exposition. You know, yeah, lots of exposition and, and things <laughs> like that. But uh, this I don't know. To me, this has to me this has everything. It's got uh, it's got uh, two young children being forced to marry each other. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't want that in their entertainment? Uh, you know, the funny
2: thing is Elijah Wood. He still looks the same.
1: He does. He does. I mean, he looks a little bit older, but not much. Yeah. Uh, I liked him in this movie too. I like Elijah Wood. I mean, he was known as like one of the best child
2: actors ever.
1: Right. I mean,
2: he transitioned. You know. Okay. I mean, he doesn't need the money because he did Lord of the Rings.
1: I'm i <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, of Lily Sobieski as well, mainly because I'm convinced that she's a clone of Helen Hunt, and they just just nobody's come out and said it. Uh, apparently she retired in 2012, though.
2: Really? Yeah, I haven't seen her do
1: anything. Yeah.
2: I think the last thing I remember seeing her in was that movie... Is it 88 Minutes? Without Pacino? It actually has Neil McDowell in it. He's the bad guy. He's a serial killer, believe it or not.
1: Um. Yeah, so she told US Weekly that she is eased away from acting to focus on being a mom and... Uh, Actually, in 2012, that's what she said. In 2016, she says, I don't do movie stuff anymore. And she has no plans to return to film. However, she does have a film being released this year. Mm. uh, But that's because she filmed it in 2009. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, She never really made it particularly big. No, she she did that movie, what, Joyride? Uh, Did she do Joyride? Yeah, she's in Joyride. Her, Paul Walker, and Steve Zahn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, uh, she was in The Wicker Man. And, uh, she was in In The Name of the King, a Dungeon scene. Have you seen me. that movie? I have not.
2: It is the... W- oh, it's terrible. Is
1: that an U.A. Bull film? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Jason Jeez. Statham's in it. He's the main character.
1: She was nominated for Worst Supporting Actress for be- his, that year.
2: Yeah, Jason Statham's best friend is Ron Perlman. He plays an archer. Uh, the king is Burt Reynolds. Wow. And the like sorcerer bad guy is Ray Liotta. Oh
1: my God! Claire Florani is in this. Uh, you mentioned Ray Liotta. Matthew Lillard is. is yeah, yeah, guy. he's one of the knights. That's right. Yeah. Christiana Loken, aka the the third Terminator, the girl Terminator. Well, from... she's in
2: every Uwe Bowl movie, is she? Yeah.
1: John Reese Davies is it? Well I mean look, I love John Reese Davies, but he'll do anything. No, oh, yeah. Have
2: you ever seen his Chupacabra sci fi movie?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't, but now it's I want to. pretty watched. great. He's a cruise ship captain. God, I love him. I, I think John Reese Davies is awesome, but he will do anything. Yeah, he will. Good for him. He, he's great though. Yeah, I love him, but he will do anything. Um, <laughs> no, no. I yeah, I I I this movie kind of sits comfortably at like three and a half for me. I like this movie. Uh would you uh, would you give this a recommendation? People go watch this on the Netflix. Yeah, I mean, if you got some time to kill. Yeah, if you got you got two hours, you wanna you want a solid movie night? Sit down, curl up on the couch. Yeah, if you have a bunch lunch. of
2: friends and you just guys want to talk and watch something, good movie for it. Sure, I agree. Um, all right, not <laughs> as great as Dinosaurs versus Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. But
1: <laughs> solid. Uh, all right, well that's a wrap for this, uh, for this episode, uh, stay tuned for another, uh, regular cinema geekly podcast. I think we're going to be recording one on Monday after civil war comes out. Uh, and we're going to pick, uh, another one, uh, to talk about, uh, also check out cinema slash premium. All of the, uh, the bonus podcasts we have over there covering a wide variety of topics and television shows. And all of those programs are now available on Google play music and iTunes so go check that out Uh, for Glenn, I'm Anthony and we'll be back with another podcast from Parts Unknown